go to work, you can get paid, you can do it all with Kenny and Suede. You can get drunk, you can get laid, you could do it better with Kenny and Suede. It's decoms with Kenny and Suede, oh yeah, decoms with Kenny and Suede. I hope y'all are ready for a new episode of DCOMs with Candy and Suede. Fue, fue, fue! I'm Candy. This piece of shit over here is Suede. Hi, I'm Suede, and I'm here to rock your earbuds for a little while about dumb things you don't care about. I hope everyone has headphones in. That's the theme of this movie is headphones. There are headphones. I said earbuds, but headphones Same is what difference. I meant. We gotta uh, yeah. we gotta ramp it up for 2020. 2021. 2021. AirPods, everyone. AirPods. I hope you all have your AirPods in. I'm too broke to own a pair of those, but I have a sure. deformed ear, so one of them would constantly fall out. Bummer. That's so, a bad bummer. I don't use earphones and I use the ear pod and thank God my deformed ear is my left ear so I can still use the talky part of uh, oh, perfect. Apple headphones. Perfect. Wonderful. Thank you God well, for not ruining my whole life. Yeah, the right ear. The technically dominant right ear. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, uh, Suede's ready. I'm ready. <laughs> Are we ready to run? We are ready to run! Oh, shit. This week's, this week's movie is ready to run. I'm very disappointed it's not ready number two run. We had Miracle on Lane 2 with the number two. We don't get a number on this I think one. that confused people because they thought it was a sequel. Yeah, probably. <laughs> well, okay. Here's I just want to start this episode off by saying the rating on IMDb for this movie is 5.4 out of 10. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? What are the other movies rated? I think this is the lowest so far. No fucking way. This is the lowest so far. I think it is. Is that just because everyone that rates movies on IMDb is a white supremacist? And this movie is about Hispanic culture? Yeah, this movie, I love it. And I hate it at the same time. Nice. It's a 5.4 out of 10. That's how I feel every time I see horse porn. Every time you see a horse born? Yeah, I love it and what? I hate it at the same exact time. You love it and hate it. Well, because it's cool to see them stand up really fast. <laughs> Yikes. I think we're talking about two different kinds of movies. I don't know what you're talking about anymore. <laughs> I'm talking about a well, you thing know what I do know that typically that happens about... in Hispanic culture with donkeys. Donkeys. That's gross. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, she finally made it. <laughs> Welcome to the party, Candace. <laughs> I did not make that connection for very obvious <laughs> I should have said Mr. Hands earlier. No. Hard pass. No one's thinking about that except for you. You're disgusting. I promise that's the only horse fucking joke I'm going to make for this whole podcast. The only one? It's the only one I had teed up. The rest of them will come organically. The rest of them are having to do with humans also. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about some real life humans. Uh, directed by our man, Dwayne Dunham, who has done 18,000 other DCOMs. Yeah, uh, he's, our, he's, a, he's a DCOM guy. 
He's our homie. And also our other homie. We got some fantastic slash awful slash very recognizable music by Phil Marshall. Yeah, the music in this movie is, uh, uh, again, they're finally getting into that point where they like let people play songs and stuff. Uh, but Philip Marshall's still in charge of it. He does a lot of the movies for all the other DCOMs. Go back and listen yeah. to other episodes if you want to hear us talk about that guy. I have some fun stuff about some of the other people in this movie. I want to hear it. I, I've seen, I saw a, a, a few snippets of fun things, but so, I want to hear the writer, his name is John Weirick. He has 19 credits. He wrote a movie with Danny Glover called Bofa about a black police officer in South Africa during apartheid and him struggling mm. with the fact that he works for a racist system while while being black under apartheid. And so uh, yes. um, that's interesting, just judging, just because we've done other movies that Color talked friendship. about that. But then this guy has also did uh, 33 episodes of Step by Step. He was their head, uh, like, writer and, like, creative director for all of their stories. He did Too Legit, the MC Hammer story, which is a TV movie. After he went bankrupt, they made a horrible TV movie about him. Like a docudrama? Yeah. Or is it, like, a, just a documentary? Yeah, basically. <laughs> both and then he did crossed over which is a docudrama made for tv movie thing or maybe not made for tv but it's diane keaton and jennifer jason lay oh cute. and it's like a mother daughter like the daughter's on death row and the mother goes to talk to her while she's waiting to be executed by the state and oh, super cute they yeah exactly super <laughs> cute and they uh uh, reconnect their relationship while she's in prison awaiting to die for a crime she committed. Uh, that sounds about right. He did um, the Matthew Shepard story, which is oh. also a darkest fuck TV movie. We all know what happened to that sad gentleman that uh, unfortunately was executed for things that he did in his own life. And, uh, yeah, that shit sucks. Fuck those guys, and hopefully they make a movie about them dying in prison soon. Um, <laughs> they did. A movie. Wow, this is a real. You got real cheery, bro. Uh, they did a movie like called. Really cool. They did a movie called Baby for Sale, or this <laughs> this author, which is about these people who are trying to adopt a baby, but find out that their baby is also trying to be adopted by a human trafficking ring. And then what? they fight against the human trafficking ring to not let their baby that they're trying to adopt and also countless other babies not be human trafficked. Damn. These uh, are really light subjects. Yeah. And then he did <laughs> a movie called A Life Interrupted. He did a movie called Naughty and Nice. He did a movie called Northern Lights. And then he also did the DCOM double teamed. <laughs> <laughs> So everything in I his love- life is hardcore as fuck, except for this movie <laughs> and the, the twin basketball players. Teamed. Yeah. Yeah, that's a, that's quite a repertoire. Which, going with the theme of our podcast, I saw a porno movie last week called Double Teamed. Perfect. This Okay, also that, all, <laughs> uh, just random thought. I want to know how you feel about this subject. Every time, I this came up last week, every time I see one of those license plates and it has the it's like a disabled person's license plate and then it says dp 
I never, for a disabled person. I never noticed that. I always call them handicapped blades. Disabled person. Oh, see, I'm not politically correct but they enough to say, make a joke But it always about... says DP, and I only ever think of uh, not disabled person. What do you think of? Tell us. Double penetration. Oh, I've never heard of that. I'm a Mennonite. Oh my god, really? Yeah, from the last episode that it's we It's only did. like the most popular Pornhub category, so Really? I thought that was stepsister from Planet Weird. <laughs> thought it was double teamed. A little bit of both, I guess. <laughs> uh no, but now every time I see a license plate that says DP on it, I'm gonna go You're welcome. Gross. Double <laughs> double penetration. <laughs> Sorry to all of oh. my All right, well, there. now that we got Candace's mind out of the gutter, Sorry. this movie was produced by... <laughs> my mind out of the gutter. Sorry. <laughs> Bill Borden, 42 credits. La Bamba, Desperado, La Bamba. Excess Baggage, End of Days, The Medallion, Kung Fu Hustle, Mission this Impossible guy. 3, and then... DCOMs, all of the high school musicals. All high school musical. That's all I wrote about this. Tiger Cruise and Ring of Endless Light. Perfect. But high school musical is the most important. End of days is end of days is gangster. Are you serious? Excess baggage with Alicia Silverstone, Desperado, Antonio Bendetas. Bendetas. Gangster. Gangster. Uh, our cinematographer, his name is Michael Slovis, 37 credits. 27 episodes of CSI, 11 episodes of 30 Rock, and 50 episodes of Breaking Bad. He was their main cinematographer for the entire uh, series. So, damn. Had to give him a shout out. That's pretty gangster. Obviously. I mean, that's good cinematography, too. Uh, and then also the editor of this movie was pretty gangster. Uh, Don Bruchu, 51 credits. La Bamba, Born in East L.A., Mystic Pizza, Out for Justice, Under Siege, Beyond the Law. All three of those are Steven Seagal movies, by the way, from the early 90s. He did The Fugitive, On Deadly Ground. That's another Steven Seagal movie. Chain Reaction, <laughs> Volcano, Dudley Do-Right, Blast from the Past. And the last one that I'm saving for a little hometown shout-out, Turner and Hooch, shot right here in Pacific Grove, Monterey, California. Fire. That's an excellent list. Yeah. You had me at Dudley Do Right. <laughs> <laughs> I like Blast from the Past better if I'm going to go for Brendan Fraser movies. Brendan Fraser. Is it Fraser or Fraser? It's Fraser. Fraser. Yeah. I do love him. He's great. The Mummy. Shout He's... out. Shout out to Brendan Fraser. Fraser. Just... I'm. Fraser. 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 No, you're saying it wrong. You're still saying it wrong. Zer. Frazier. Z-E-R. Frazier. No. Oh, you're the worst. Brendan Am Fraser hates your guts. All right. Uh, oh, I what did is... also, I oh, did write, yep. wait, I did write one little note about the production man, manager, something related to producing. Some chick, I did not write her name down. Sorry, lady. But she did. She was the production manager for Princess Diaries, and I just had to. And also Runaway Bride, which we like. But Princess Diaries, we got to give a shout out. Yeah, I mean, I like Princess Diaries more than Runaway Bride. Same. Anne Hathaway showed her tits way more than Julia Roberts. All right. So, what is this movie about? Horses. Give us a brief overview of what we're dealing with here. Yeah. So we've got. Uh, Bird bike. 
We've got our, our oh burp mic solid. We've got um our main girl Corey. It's Corey, right? Corey. Corey, yeah, Corey Ortiz. Um, she works at a local stable, I guess you would call it. Yeah, Corey Ortiz, played by Crystal Poe. In this movie, she goes by Christy Perez as her stage name, Chrissy Perez. But she only has four credits, so I don't know why they yeah. change her name later anyway. I guess she stopped acting. But she uh, has a dream of being a horse jockey, horse race jockey. Uh, so she works at the stable, currently only picks up poop, you know, exercises horses. And feeds horses and things, you know. You know. You guys, she wants to you guys arguably have the same fucking job. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we do have the same job. <laughs> and also, uh, yeah, I that's what I used to do when I worked at uh, out-of-water animal care. I cleaned up horse poop. Now that you work for water uh, care, do you now just I clean, clean up, up seahorse poop? Yeah. Zinger. Yep. Mm-hmm. I spent um, 30 minutes <laughs> siphoning um, sea cucumber poop this morning. Oh, nice, dude. That's what I did. Excellent. So, yes, I do clean poop for a living. Yeah. Well, you know, so don't talk down. You clean yeast poop for a living. That's, so, uh, yeah, I mean, yes, it's the same idea. It's the same thing. We're all janitors. We're all glorified janitors. We're going to remake the Less Than Jake song. I'm a janitor. And- she's a janitor. We're all janitors. We're all janitors. <laughs> what? Is that actually a Less Than Jake song? Yeah, I'm a dude. That sounds like I'm a dude, she's a dude. That's a less than Jake song. That's what I'm referencing. You suck. What? Less than Jake wrote that song for the fucking Good Burger movie. I'm a dude, she's a dude. We're all dudes. Yeah, it's a less than Jake. I didn't know they wrote that. Yeah, they wrote it, performed it in the movie. It's their song. That was my my joke. I'm a janitor, she's a janitor. We're all janitors. Thanks, mom. Thanks, mom. I saw you ruined the, everything. I saw the best TikTok and they said that dude is the most gender neutral term of all time because I'm a dude, she's a dude. Yeah, I mean dude. We're all I dudes. agree, but tell that to the next <laughs> transgendered person that rips my head off for calling them dude. Sorry. Sorry if you don't like dude as a pronoun. I'm an ally. Dude uh, as someone who does not we're, subscribe to traditional pronouns, we're going to make we're going to make subscribe pronouns. Decoms with candy and suede T-shirts, and they're going to say "dude" gigantically, and then underneath dude. in really small letters, it'll say "I'm an ally." Yeah, preferred, <laughs> my preferred pronouns are "dude," and I mean that in the most serious way. <laughs> Can we put things on the back that say "Stop being so gay"? I'm an ally. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. I don't know how it works. I'm working on it. Yeah, you keep working on that. <laughs> All right. Uh, so what happens to this young lady who wants to be a jockey? What's going... What's What's our conflict of the movie? Well, she cares a lot about animals, which is really cute. Love that for her. But also there are people who don't care that much about animals. And, you know, like in the horse racing biz, want to like... Eh, eh. You know, put them down for meat sake. Um, right. So Corey but, wants to be a jockey. Uh, her so she wants to be a jockey and take care of all the animals. And her mother's like, mm, "Remember how your dad was a jockey? That didn't end up so well." 
So no, you're not allowed. Right. So we're going to meet a cast of characters along the way. Of course. Uh, including her boss, right? Hector Machado. Mr. Machado. Played by Nestor Serrano. 124 credits. Day After Tomorrow, Bad Boys 1, Bad Boys 2, Lethal Weapon 2, The Money Pit, Indian in the Cupboard, Daylight, The Negotiator, Bait, Showtime, Runaway Jury, Empire. He's in so many movies, you see this guy's face and you're going to go, I know that guy. I know that guy. He's in all those movies that you just named that I like. (laughs) And he's also like, he always plays like a detective all Mm -hmm. the time. He's always like homicide detective. Like I was looking for like the closer as a credit and it didn't come up, but close enough. Nope. The other star of this movie is B Moody. He's a guy that's oh, going to yes, come Ms. in later. Mr. Moody. His name is Jason Doring. 55 credits. And the only one that fucking know, matters is that one. he's Logan Eccles and Veronica Mars. I hate his guts. Yes. He has. Wait, wait. Okay. I know you're connected. You love Veronica Mars is like your life. The other credit, though, is that he is the voice of Roxas in the Kingdom Hearts series. So, got to throw that one out there for me. He deserves to die for the character that he plays in Veronica Mars. (laughs) And I don't care that they fall in love and get married at the end. Fuck them. Fuck (laughs) Logan Eccles. He's an asshole. He ruined her whole life. He's just a fucking rodeo clown. God. His dad murdered her best friend. Spoiler alert. Fuck Logan Eccles. Spoiler alert. Suede has a lot of feelings about Veronica Mars. Uh, <laughs> we can't get into this right now. It was triggering to see him. I was triggered. You were fully triggered. Oh, man. Well, as a Kingdom Hearts fan, I it wasn't the same voice, so it didn't matter anyway. All right. Well, there you go. That's all I got about that. So our young heroine, uh, Corey... She wants to be a jockey and her mother won't let her. And the guy who runs the track Machado won't let her. But there's this horse, Burt Mike, sorry. Thunder Jam. There's a horse named Thunder Jam who's a dickhead, apparently. He's a dick, yeah. He's a, well, he's afraid of the gate. He won't leave the, the gate. We don't know that he's, he just won't leave the gate. And they try to race him and he just stays in the gate and sits there. He's fast, but he can't he can't get out of the gate. So obviously completely pointless. Oh, real quick, I got to throw this out there. The announcer at the beginning. Yeah, who was Tenora, that guy? He looks like J.K. Simmons, but he's not J.K. Simmons. Mm-hmm. But if you put them in a lineup yeah. of like clips of their movies next to each other, you'd be like, it's the same guy. I literally Googled it and then spent 10 minutes like being like, wait, no, J.K. Simmons wasn't in. Who the fuck? And then I had to finally find like Sonora Downs announcer with no photo. Uh, not J.K. Simmons. Not so J.K. Okay, so you did find out who it was. Okay. Yeah, not He has like 16 credits. No photo on IMDb. It's just a guy. Yeah. I was trying to figure that out too. And I couldn't place. But yes, he does look like J.K. Simmons. So there is a dude. We that... were talking about the closer earlier too. Yeah. But then there's a dude that comes in. Named Garrus. And I didn't oh, write down anything about him either because he fucking sucks. Yeah, he looks like a villain. He's not in a lot of things, so I didn't write any of it down. But he's yeah. the owner of this horse that wouldn't leave the gate. And he wants to like get rid of that horse. And then his other yeah. horse that was running the race fails at the yeah. race. And he wants to kill it. 
Yeah, it was like jacked up. Something happened. I, I couldn't figure it out, but the vet recommended it to be put down. So he was like, nah, let's sell it off for horse meat. Yeah, we'll just kill it and sell it to the glue bummer. factory. And then... But guess what? Our fucking girl, Corey, breaks out of her house in the middle of the night and sets it free because horses are quite adept at um, fending for themselves in the wild. Because she's a horse girl. Because she's a horse girl. I do have to say real quick. <laughs> so Corey and Machado are talking about TJ yeah. Thunder Jam Thunder and she says maybe he just needs some love. He's no secretariat. Mm-hmm. Machado, one of his Was top in. four credits on IMDB is him in the movie Secretariat about the Secretariat. That was that was a cute one. I liked that. So it was like, oh, and when did Secretariat come out? Like in two thousand five or two thousand six or something like that. So sometime it's like around there, basically foreshadowing his career. But Garris or or Machado says to her, he's going to have the horse destroyed. Oh, and I just yeah, thought that he, was like a really harsh ass fucking yeah. way of talking about a horse. Like, ugh, we're just gonna destroy it. Yeah, they do that a lot in this movie. That was rough. There's another point later in the movie where they are talking about killing a horse, and I'm just like, oh, my God, that's oh, violent. Yeah. Like, damn, are they trying to get us to all be horse? They're trying to get us to be horse girls and horse boys, I guess. Like uh, Harry Potter? Basically. Boner, bonered up horse boys. <laughs> He's in that play, right? Oh, the Equus. Yeah, he can only get hard. This is the second time that's come up on our podcast. Uh, Grandmother is played by... Oh, Grandma, yeah, she's... um... Lillian Hurst, 64 credits. Episodes of Sesame Street, X-Files, ER, Mad About You, 18 episodes of Dharma and Greg, 6 episodes of Lost. She plays Lupe the Maid in Orange County. And, Candace, guess what she was in one episode of? I see one. What? Jag. Was it Degrassi? Oh, Jag. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> it's either Degrassi or Jag. It was Jag. She's in an episode of Jag. So, wait, she was in Lost. She was like, was she like Hurley's mom? Yeah, I don't know. It's like, six episodes of Lost. I didn't write down yeah. her character name. I just noticed it. I never watched the show. She was like Hurley's mom. But then she plays Lupe, uh, which is the, uh, it's. Um, On the OC. It's Colin Hanks. No, no. The movie Orange County. Colin uh, Hanks mom's like like his Hispanic uh housemaid uh, or house lady in the movie. I don't know. It's great. I love that movie. Everyone watch Orange County. The mom, she's so cute. Teresa Saldana, fifty credits. She's in a Robert Zemeckis Beatles rom com called I want to hold your hand about like, it's like a road trip comedy about these kids trying to go see the Beatles in the seventies. She's in raging bull, which is an amazingly famous movie with Robert De Niro about the life of Jake LaMotta, the famous boxer. She's in 15 episodes of the new kids on the block cartoon, two episodes of captain planet. She's on one episode of Batman begins and in a whole bunch of TV movies uh, where they're like Hispanic language TV movies. So she's playing the token Hispanic character. She speaks very good his- Hispanic. <laughs> <laughs> White people suck. 
But she's a Good fucking job. bitch to her daughter. Good job. Oh, yeah. She well, won't she let her daughter mom. just go out and fucking ride a horse or anything. She's like, you will never ride a horse if you're my daughter. Yeah. And it's not in a race, but... She literally asked her mom, she goes, Mom, can I be a jockey? And she said... And she goes, fuck no. Absolutely fucking not. Your dad was a jockey, and the only thing that it gave him was, was a gravestone. Yeah. Or a was, nice was, headstone is what she said. Yeah, that was rough. They kind of tell it how it is in this Ooh. one, huh? Same with killing the horses and shit. The grandma's was like, relax, bitch. She might She's have, got the gift. She might have the gift. The gift. And yet her mother still acts like this whole movie is a Spanish soap opera, which means she overreacts to everything that happens. Well, the gift is, like, cute, though. I love how they're, like... Don't say it. Like, it's, it's like they can speak. It hasn't happened yet. Though they talk about it. Yeah, I know, but I'm building up to this moment, so I'm going to need you to relax. Okay. All right. We're going to get there. <laughs> the gift is what the grandmother says. That's all we know yet. The gift. So Corey goes out and frees the horse. Yes, she does. They, they were going to murder. She lets it go. And then at that point, the horses start talking. And she thinks that she might be hearing the horses talk. Yeah, it's kind of creepy. She just like walks into the barn. Burp bite. <laughs> that was so bad. That was a wet one. Fail. That was a fail, Mike. Yeah. Well, so here's my thing about the horses talking. The horses are clearly talking. She's the only human being in the barn. Yeah. She lives 14 feet away from this fucking barn. And she's like, what? I didn't hear it. Somebody talking to me? Who's here? Who's playing a joke on me? And it's like, hey, bro, grow the fuck up, man. The horses are talking. It's time for you to be in the moment right here, okay? Burp yeah, bite. obviously, the, whis the, the quiet whispering is obviously the horses. Duh. Yeah, she's a fucking idiot. But the horses but talk. Let's get to and the we voice of uh, Thunder Jam. Oh! The voice, right? Are you talking about Are you talking about world famous stand-up comedian Paul Rodriguez, 93 credits on what? IMDb, born in East LA, made in America, four episodes of Sea Bear and Jamal, Tortilla Soup, Rat Race, <laughs> Ali, Bloodwork, a Cinderella story, and basically a multitude of Hispanic parody and just comedy movies that went to like straight to straight to DVD or, or whatever, you know, but Paul Rodriguez is a very famous stand-up comedy. Yeah. Got his start in the, you know, early like eighties time, uh, at the comedy store in LA. All I heard was rat race. Also his son is the very famous professional skateboarder, Paul Rodriguez. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. That's his dad. That's cute. So P rod, I remember the this professional guy. professional like, skateboarder. His dad is Paul Rodriguez, the very famous, the influential Hispanic comedian. So, like, I rem it's funny because, like, I remember this guy. I remember his face. Like, his face is very recognizable to me. He but, looks like, a, a lot, lot like Cheech in, Marin. <laughs> a lot of the stuff he's in, I'm like, I don't think I ever saw that. I just know your face. Like, I've seen you on TV before. Yeah, exactly. He's in, just in all kinds of stuff. He's just something in everything. Who's the other one? The other horse? Yeah. It's fucking Sinbad. Sinbad! What the fuck? 
I like how they just threw Sinbad in there. And also, I I like I would go back and rewatch this movie just to time how long he's in it, and then I want to know how much he was paid. Oh my god! Because well, I'm pretty sure it's like three minutes of talking time. I mean, I think that's kind of the thing is that like they all just got paid like to be the whole, to be whole. there for one day and not even near each other in a booth. They came yeah. in, they read lines off a script. Oh my god! I don't even know what the line. I hate are. metal. <laughs> Get me out of this. Ouch, fire. You're going down. And they pay they yeah, Paul Rodriguez Sinbad. Um which I got to say, okay, so Sinbad real quick. 46 credits. He was a giant stand-up comedian for a very long time. He was in Hollywood Shuffle, directed by the great Robert Townsend from a couple of movies ago. He was also in First Kid, Good Burger, Jingle All the Way, Coneheads, Meteor Man, also directed by Robert Townsend, and uh, Houseguest. We love Sinbad. And then later, there's another horse that's going to have a voice that I'm just going to go ahead and get out of the way. His name is Cyclone. The voice is Rick Ducoman, I believe is how you pronounce it. Yeah, I'm not sure. 51 credits. He's a very famous stand-up comedian from Canada, but you've seen him in Spaceballs, Groundhog Day, The Burbs, in Die Hard. He's the guy in the ground that they're trying to get to cut off the power, and he's like, I can't cut off the power. He does. He's in The Last Boy Scouts. He's in Loaded Weapon. He's in Encino Man, Gremlins 2. Uh, He's Sidney's dad in Scary Movie 1. And he plays the limo driver in Blank Check, the Disney movie. Perfect. I love Blank Check. Yeah. R.I.P. Cyclone. He passed away a while ago. Bummer. Yeah. I um I did Gone like how they soon. did kind of like a comedian kind of thing. Like if this movie had a slightly higher budget, maybe they would have been like B-list comedians instead of like C-list comedians. But... Yeah, I mean, I, I like to be totally honest, going. at this point in time, these three people that they got... are really recognizable. Like, no, I mean, Sinbad is... Well, everyone knows Sinbad. Sinbad is making money. Everyone knows yeah. Paul Rodriguez at this time yes. in Hollywood. And totally. everyone knows fucking Rick Ducommon. Like, he might not be... He was like, the only one I wasn't, like, super familiar with. Yeah, but when you... When I... You know, you think the movie Blank Check and the limo driver and you go, yeah, yeah, you're right. That high voice. He was in all kinds of things, but they were all stand up comedians at this point. So, yeah, they're making these bit parts in movies. But what they're really doing is saturating the stand up comedy scene in L.A. at that time, which will eventually yeah. lead them to they're like showing, you know, like figuratively showing face. Yeah. But also, they're figuratively making $20,000 to show up one day and do voiceover in a booth and not work more than three hours. Can I, like, also have that life? Yeah. (laughs) One day. I want that. You can't if you're uh, Hector Machado. Somebody listen to this podcast and decide my voice is cool. You can't if you're Hector Machado because somebody comes Mm -hmm. by and says... Hey, I got this new writer for you. And he says, I'm not interested in the guy. And Mm -hmm. he goes, well, you know that everybody thinks that you're a fucking loser. And if you don't win a race, you're going to lose your whole stable and everything about your life. He's like, okay, I guess you're right. But, uh, but this guy's clown, literally a a rodeo clown. 
Right. So then we find out about the grandma who apparently bets toothpicks instead of all of her life savings, which is why. Yeah, that's a cute one. I think they did toothpicks just to not include gambling in a movie for children. That's what I assumed as well. But you got to if that grandma lived next to that horse racing track and was obsessed with gambling, she would be like blowing dudes for money behind it so she could pay her debts. Like do it again. They like to, like reinforce the fact that she uses toothpicks instead of actual money or. Yeah, they do it a couple of times, but they also imply that she's a gambling addict. And thank God yeah, she uses toothpicks and not money because. They would be broker than they are. Well, she'd be giving out. She'd be giving out those gummers like a motherfucker. And the, oh, you know I mean? does the mom the diner that the so the mom works at a diner is that she on own site? It. No, uh, none of this is. There is no uh, idea of distance between buildings. Like, because they apparently live fourteen like on the racetrack from the racetrack. You know, like it's on there. Like you can go bet on a horse, but also get a cup of coffee. Yeah, it seems like that. We'll see. I think it is. So the grandma basically tells Corey. She says it gets all quiet, and she says, "Do you have the?" Confianza de los caballos. Caballos. And it gets all quiet. And she's like, confidence of the horses? It's <laughs> like, yeah, bitch, can you talk to horses? And she's like, no, I've never talked to a horse before. That's what? the dumbest no, thing. I, uh, no, and it's like, no, 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 no bitch, no, no, you've been no, talking no. to horses for the last fucking two weeks. Like, the way the timeline of this movie works, you've been talking to horses for a while, and you're just going to, like, lie, like your grandma clearly knows what's going I, on. No, we why, don't talk to horses. Why no. don't you just ask her and go, uh-huh. Grandma, why can I talk to horses? This would be much easier if I just knew. It's like, oh, you can talk to horses? No, I can't talk to horses. But I can talk to horses, and even though you seem to know what I'm talking about, I don't want to ask you about it because I'm fucking crazy. Yeah, exactly. It's She's, so cute, though. Ugh. I'm into it. So then they have a race. <laughs> TJ won't leave the gate, and Garrus wants to kill him. Yep. What is Garrus? Oh, Garrus says. <laughs> this is the other. Um, this is the other horse bit. Trigger warning to horse people: shoot him, grind him into dog food, or trade him for a bag of peanuts. Right, and Corey goes, "Yo, I got a bag of penis right here." <laughs> Sorry. Peanuts? Gotcha. Peanuts. I got a bag of peanuts. Here you go. And she shoves it in his hand and he goes, Yeah, sure, even though I know this horse is still worth at least twelve or thirteen hundred dollars at least on a poor end. I mean, that's my guess. I don't know how much horses. That's what cost, I would assume. But I would assume they're at least twelve or thirteen hundred bucks on a bad end. And a she's like, end, Take so. this bag of peanuts and he goes you just bought yourself a horse she's like okay she's like yeah that's exactly what i was trying to do i love horses thank you very much thank you he's got uh he's got a rich guy goon with him though oh i like his goon he's got a goon garris has a goon that follows him around he doesn't do much except for you know be a goon yeah he's just gooning in the background he's a henchman Solid henchman. I will say it's probably really, <coughs> oh, sorry, really irresponsible <laughs> for this man to just hand over a horse to a child. 
I mean, honestly, yes. I mean, also, okay, she did just um, let his other um, horse go in the middle of the city and expect that this horse that was trained for racing just knows to run back into the wild and assimilate into a group of no wild kill. horses. Like, when she let that horse go, I was like, well, I mean, now the sad part is, is that no one's going to be able to buy cheap horse meat and eat it. That horse is just <laughs> no. going to get hit by a car and go to That's waste. true. Somebody did miss out on horse meat. Yeah, like Someone, somebody could have made glue out of those hoofs. Meat, and now that horse is just going to get hit by a truck when it crosses the 15 freeway. Or exactly. No, actually, they're out That's near Modesto. Insane. It'll cross the 5 freeway and just get plowed. Yeah. It was a bad it look. It won't make it to Santa Clarita, unfortunately. It's not making it past the five, I'll tell you that much. No. <laughs> but anyway, he gives her the horse, and she's a child, and she goes, I'll fucking, I'll take I'll care take of the horse. horse. And her mom is like, uh, are you no. retarded? Why? No. <laughs> Why? You Do you know how horse. much it costs to, like, board a horse and feed a horse? Like, I work at a, I'm, I'm a server and we own a house and you're, I have your grandmother and you and your brother. Like what the fuck is happening? And then Hector comes out and says like, Hey, I'll take care of the horse. Relax. Yeah. He's like, oh, yeah, the horse can stay here, which is honestly confusing because didn't, I don't know. They showed Thunder Jam going in and out of that stable like multiple times. So I just assumed it also just lived there. Yeah, that was the thing like, is they claimed it was Garrus's horse, but it was clearly living there, living at their stables, which doesn't really make sense because also Cyclone wasn't there. There's a lot of yeah. things about this movies that don't make sense. Yeah, I'll share it. Yeah, they, they like to throw like random things out there at the and it's like a random point where you're just like, oh, I mean that wasn't established earlier, but okay. Well, but... Hector wants to fuck the mom. And that's clear from the first time that they share the screen even near each other. He just, he starts drooling his fucking pants jump. He gets a huge boner and he's just like, I was going to say they all have boners. Yeah. He wants it. He wants it. He wants it bad. Yeah. They flirt so hard. Too many times to count cute they're cute you know you like it yeah. but i forget what happens next i okay. i know what happens so the mom tells Corey, you can keep your horse but if i ever catch you racing the horse right. i will give him away myself and she's like all right she's like okay i can i can deal with that you know give him a, yeah, yeah i won't race oh, the horse and this is when Corey starts like having like actual conversations with Thunder Jam T or TJ as he he prefers it that way, right? He prefers TJ. So they start having like actual one-on-one conversations. Yeah, and I don't understand because the grandmother literally just told her about the confianza de los caballos. I like how you say that. That's great. I know, and she's still like, what the fuck is going on? Am I crazy? Am I crazy? <laughs> right, and like her grandmother was literally like, oh yeah, uh, there's this thing called uh, the confiosis. Confiensis? I fucked it up that time. De los caballos. And she's like... Once in Spanish. And I don't know it. why the horses are talking to me. This is crazy. I can't be hearing horses. Like, no bitch, your grandmother told you fucking 28 minutes ago... That you could talk to horses. 
you have a supernatural gift, or you may or may not. So don't deny it. Machado says, like, I don't know if fucking TJ can run a race. He doesn't yeah. seem to be the type of horse that can put up with that, you know? But they try they try it out, you know? They try to, like, exercise him and stuff. And how does that work out for them? Uh, hard fail. Until? Until a fucking tiny-ass dog spooks Thunder Jam, and he runs off flying like lightning and he's, he's fast incredibly as fast because he hates dogs a tiny little tiny 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 toy poodle it's a cute little dog but he had those teeth thunder jam was like tj as he likes to be like called that. it was, was basically like, a coyote i ain't fucking playing this shit even with this tiny little poodle i'm fucking out of here he's, he's and they realize holy he's shit he's like, fast so um, they yeah, won't let Corey he, ride him though. So they yeah, have to get um they have to get to Logan motherfucking Eccles to ride him, even though he's a bitch and a half and I hate him. Seems moody. Another uh, Harry Potter reference. His name is Moody, but it's Logan Eccles and fuck him, dude. <laughs> but he's a circus rider. Yeah. So they have to train him how to be a jockey. He's a rodeo clown. He's also way too big to be. A He's character. not a rodeo clown. He's a circus rider. He's he a rides... rodeo clown. No. <laughs> Gigantic difference. No, he's a rodeo clown. He's not a rodeo clown. He's a circus rider. When they show him ride and all he does is like jump off the horse and like hit the ground and jump back on. He spins around. He rides the horse backwards. He stands up and surfs the horse. Rodeo clowns don't do that. He's a circus rider. Have a little respect. I'm saying he's a clown that participates in rodeos. He doesn't <laughs> participate in rodeos. He's a circus guy. <laughs> circus, clown, rodeos. No, you're wrong. You're wrong. We should go to the rodeo this year, too. Maybe they'll have it. Who knows? It's called Rodeo. Anyway, uh, he says dude a whole lot for being a fucking cowboy. Yeah, he surfs horses. He Moody does not... surfs horses. He's like shredding and it's weird. It's like, oh, he's you're almost not even a cowboy. Machado finally tells Corey's mom that he's into a girl. And she says, Mr. Oh, Hector, yeah. I want you to ride me like a horse. <laughs> This is there's some hard flirting in this. Oh my god, her eyes are like I yeah, I mean I got I got turned on. I got hard during the <laughs> It got a little hot. I was like, holy fuck, she is so sensual. The tension, you it's could cut the, it with it's a the, knife. It's the sexy older woman with a hot accent. I just was like, She's I can't, cute though. Can't She's take got it. her hair is the That's twice. What I'm saying, dude. Head. I was I was out here watching her by myself. I'm like, I hope Kelly doesn't come out here because <laughs> I'm gonna have I mean, some, she's cute. She cute. I'm gonna have some splaining to do. Lucy. <laughs> now they're uh, I, I uh, my specific comment that I wrote in my notes was they are hella flirty. Mm-hmm. Which I know you love. I wrote she wants him to ride her like a horse. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so you know he, that's how our minds. No, that's how our minds work. This. 
But just to prove my point, just also just in literally like- the next scene is TJ going, I don't want to race in races. I want to go to a stud farm, which is oh, where the they stud- take horses, guy horses to fuck other female horses. And that's all they do. And he's like, I just want to go to a stud farm. So I'm right about all the sexual innuendos. And the horse is like, I want to go fuck. And Corey literally tells the horse, hey, guess what? They only take winners to the fuck farm. They don't take losers. If you want to go to fuck farm, you have to win races. And that's why TJ goes, all right, I guess I'll start running because I want to go to fuck farm and fuck my life away. And this whole Disney Channel original children's movie is about a horse wanting <laughs> to horse fuck porn. his life away. It's horse porn. Or That's the it. end goal is horse porn. But they tell him, if you race, we'll take you to a fuck farm. And he goes, I'll race. And he Bye. starts beating everyone's ass. And then they have to have a montage. They have a montage for outfits with fucking Damien there Eccles or Logan montage. Eccles or whatever this fucking asshole's name is. Yeah. Mr. Uh, Mr. Rodeo Clown. Moody, Damien In Eccles. Logan Eccles, Damien Eccles represent. Oh, this is when they start introducing all the fun music, though. Yeah, they do have some hot jams. I did write that down a couple There's of times. There's some, like, rockabilly. There's some, like, ska, Well, so Moody says that music helps him uh, ride the horse, right? And he goes... Yes. Yeah. He goes, well, Zeppelin is for galloping. And Pearl Jam uh-huh. is for trotting, and uh-huh. Chili Peppers are for racing because they just go crazy. But, but then they don't like, play any of those, and they play just like this weird, like you know, thing. That looks like a puss. <laughs> it's got a butthole. On the other side, it's got a butthole. Do you see? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> my husband just took his loaf of bread out of the oven, and it looks it looks like a vagina in a bowl. <laughs> hey, bro! Whoa. He just like presented it to me, like, "Look at this bread I made," and I was like, "That's a butthole." <laughs> I hope you guys have fun eating it. Sorry. Uh. All right, so <laughs> then Machado and Garris have beef because Corey finally asks him. She goes like, yo, dog, what the fuck? Why do they got beef? Do you remember? Yeah, because, oh, my God, this is the most depressing story of all time. (laughs) So Machado, so he had serious concerns about this horse, right? And he goes, hey, I think this horse's hoof is hot, which I don't know what that means, but I'm assuming his hoof was like a little, I don't know, dinky or something. And... Garrus is like, mm, it's probably fine. The vet overlooked it, so it's chill, right? Right? It's chill. We can overlook all the things. Was not chill. Was not. Was not chill. And Machado ended up basically killing her dad. So yeah, Corey says, "What's that's the worst thing you could ever do is put a rider on a horse that you know is unstable." And he's like, "I know." And I tried to get that rider off, but it was too late. They were already at the gate, and Mr. Garris ignored me. And he was like, and then that rider was your father. And in that moment, I knew that he did it on purpose so that he could fuck her mother. Oh, 
all was all just a secret plot. He did it on purpose uh, because he says earlier, like, oh, the right. from the first time I ever saw this woman, I was deeply in love with her when he runs into her, right? And so the first time that he saw her was when she was married to his best friend who he later let ride a horse that was unsafe and died. He's a murderer yeah. just so he could fuck the guy's he wife. He's a murderer. Pretty terrible. Wow, you true crime the shit out of this yeah, movie. Yeah, I mean, you know, this is my favorite murder, so. Yeah, you know, <laughs> my favorite decom murder. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was pretty dark. I was like, whoa, bro, uh, that's yeah. a lot to admit. That's pretty, pretty crazy. No, that was pretty dark, though, for him to just, like, throw that out there. Like, hey, BTW, I was the one that almost basically killed your dad. No, he did kill his dad. Tried to stop it. No, but he didn't. It I was too late. Him. He was like... Literally, the guy was on the horse, and he was in the in the stadium eating a hot dog, drinking a beer, going like, "Maybe I should stop this." Ah, maybe ah, it's maybe too late. I'll just eat this hot dog. Up in the middle of the night, the night before, and let that horse run free, it would have been fine. Yeah, maybe. or maybe he was planning on killing the guy so he could fuck the mom the whole time. He literally told us that the first time he talked to her. Yep. From the first time I laid eyes on this woman, I was. Knew this I is would never love anyone else. It's like, story. yeah, it's dark. 100%. He did it. It's fine. It's dark as fuck. Oh, ooh, nice. Burt Mike. That was a solid Burt Mike. Burt Mike. Mine was way weaker. Yours sucked. Yeah. Uh... Anyway, so <laughs> uh, wait, TJ is scared to race, but he's like, hey, I'm going to do it for you guys. Yeah, so they put the headphones on him, and he's, like, kicking everyone's ass for the first three quarters of the race. Yeah. And then Cyclone gets near him, and Cyclone does a thing where the horse kicks him, I guess. Yeah, I couldn't really figure it out, but someone got nudged somewhere, and TJ was like, oof, there's a little flinch, and they lost. So they lose, but what comes out of it is that they take him back and the vet is like, ah, oh, he's not going to die. He'll be okay. And everybody he leaves and Corey stays there and her mom shows up and she looks in and her mom goes, oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Yeah. She has the confianza. Yes. De los caballos. Caballos. <laughs> <laughs> yes. She finally fucking recognizes that she has the, the gift. Because she like, can straight up talk to the fucking horse. Literally. Yo, dog, how's your fucking day? And Paul Rodriguez is like, my day sucks. I tried to run and that horse stomped my leg and now it hurts. Like, ow, hello. So she's like, oh, yeah, that's cute. You can, I guess you can like work with horses and whatnot. Right. So TJ starts getting better and he wins all these races because mm -hmm. they put the headphones on him and he just starts jamming. The headphones, it's basically how I pretty much like how you picture TJ like running out of the gate with the headphones on is how I force myself to go to work every morning. Yeah, I mean. I put the headphones in before I get to the gate. I sign in and I just charge straight through. That's how we all go to work every morning. <laughs> Don't you worry, darling. So they have a big giant party to celebrate TJ's life. They do. It's and, cute. and all of his racing accolades. Cute ass party. And I wrote down Hector and the mom finally come all over each other. 
that was some serious sexual tension. Oh, they touch Damn. and it's just like, uh, 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 uh. like uh, it was basically a rich, like fan fiction. Yeah. That's basically what it was. Yeah. And like, then oh, the, the like coordinator of Sonora Downs comes in and makes an announcement and says, Hey, actually, TJ, we just entered him to run in the Gold Rush Derby. Yes. Which is in Santa Clarita, which is like their first actual great horse race, right? Yeah, that's like real shit. And Garrus is not happy about it. Yeah, he's like, um, mm, that's a piece of shit horse. And I sold it to you. For a bag of penis. And now this fucking horse is kicking everyone's ass and I want to do something about it. And Machado's like, too bad. So Garrus goes over to look at the horse, which is like, so this is the point of the movie, which I thought was like insane. Yeah. So this is the point of any other normal movie where they would go, hey, I never actually sold you that horse show me the legal document where I sold you that horse. Yeah. And they go, look, here's my horse deed or whatever the fuck it's called when you own a horse. (laughs) And then they would go like, yeah, no, uh, we, we don't have one. And he would go, well, here's mine. Fuck you. I'm taking this horse. Yeah. And then the, the conflict of the movie becomes maybe the little bit of battle that they have to have in order to get the horse horse back that we know would win. But no, they don't do that. They don't no. do that at all. No. And no. he's he just like, ah, oh, I gave stable. away the most famous racehorse of all time with zero contract of any way, shape or form for a bag Idiot. of peanuts. And I'm not going to stake my claim on this horse again. No, instead, I'm going to walk into this stable I'm going to flick my lighter a few times and make all of you really nervous. It's his cigar. He taps his ash out and the ash burns up. No, when he enters the stable, he literally flicks a lighter. And then he goes in there. But again, that was also a thing in my mind because the way they portray it. Okay. So first of all, again, could have just taken back the horse because you didn't actually sell it to somebody for a bag of peanuts. Not, But also B... They the way they make it look like when he leaves a cigar in there is it was just an accident, right? He didn't no. actually he do that on purpose. purpose. But the, no, he what did on purpose. No, he didn't. Yes. It was an accident. No, the way they set it up. No, the way they set it up. He did that on purpose. Sets his cigar down and then ashes his cigar. If you've ever smoked a cigar. You're just ashing ash. You don't expect a chunk of cherry to fall off of your cigar and then light something on fire. You're just ashing it. All he did was ash his cigar. That was the weird thing that I thought about the whole thing is like, oh, maybe Garrus is just kind of a dick and he didn't actually mean to burn these No, he's fully a dick. No, I think you're wrong, and he didn't mean to burn it down. I'm thinking about people that, like, flick their fucking cigarette out the window... But he didn't, didn't do that. Do we have a fi- we have photographic fire. evidence Nobody of a man ashing his fire. cigar. Ashing his cigar. Nobody means to start a fire. Yeah, but all he's doing is ashing his cigar. That's all I'm saying. Cut him True. a little bit of slack. No slack. No slack given. But so what happens <laughs> the is villain. the whole fucking barn burns down, right? 
Of course. And Corey and Moody have to go run over there and save the barn. Yes. And there's a blanket on the back of TJ and a spark falls on that and lights it on fire. And Moody. uh, I do have to say the fire, the fire CGI, whatever graphics were pretty good. I'm Not almost bad. certain they just lit that horse on fire, but you know, that's they just actually here, lit the horse here on fire. nor there. But so he Moody has to grab the blanket with his bare hands, which includes the fire mm-hmm. from the horse and rip it off. And they yeah. save all of the horses and they save their barn. But Moody's hands are fucked and he obviously can't ride in the gold rush derby. Cause he was on his fucking hands. Bummer. <sighs> What are we going to do? I don't know, but I think the mom realized that the Corey is fucking talented, so that might help. Well, the first time Corey's like, hey, Moody fucked his hands up and I need to be the one to race. And the mom's like, absolutely not. What are you, high as fuck? We're never doing that. You're an absolute moron remember, and you're an idiot. Also, this timeline, time. this timeline is really fun to me because all, like this just happened tonight. So, right? like, the race is in two days, and, like, tonight, they were like, you guys are going to go race, and then the barn caught on fire, and then Moody got all burned up, and then she asked yeah. her mom, all mom on the same night, no. hey, mom, Burt Mike. Burt Mike. Yeah. Mom is like, nah, 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 no. But, no. yeah, the mom is like, and no, then she's like, blah, blah, blah. Never mind, I Yes, you can. Well, I, I just want to say that it, it, it goes along with the decom thing of like, it's always just parents not wanting to do what their kids want to do. Oh, 100%. She's like, mom, I'm really good at this. And we have a chance to win this giant race. And the mom is like, 100% no. Go fuck yourself. Why would I where ever did do our, that? Where did our personalities come from? Yeah, it's just weird. <laughs> but... But mom is like she she just can't deny the gift though. So yeah, I did I did write that down, which is like the mom. They, so they have this conflict, and the mom is like, "No fucking way!" And then yeah. literally the next scene is the mom going up to her and being like, "Ah, psych, bitch, you can race. It's fine. Well, Here's your dad's clothing. Tiny. Race in your dad's clothing yeah. that will miraculously fit you, even though you're a fucking fourteen year old girl." Also, I was. My head immediately went to these are the these are the clothes your father died in. I don't know why. Oh yeah, a hundred percent. These are the clothes your father died in. Goodbye. These are the clothes your father died in. I wrote that down too. I was like, wow. Not only was your father Good. so tiny that he fit in the clothes of a fourteen-year-old girl, <laughs> but also girl. these are the clothes that your dad because supposedly so fucking died in. <laughs> and your mom is just you like know. I've been hanging on to these forever but what I took that as is the mom finally going like here you can have these I need to hand these over to you so that I can suck Hector's cock and not feel bad about it or I'm okay with you dying because your father died in these clothes yeah I'm okay with you dying and I'm ready for new dick that's exactly what's happening I'm glad we're on the same page honestly she that was her fully letting go of the fact that she's not allowed to fuck other guys. Yeah. We're horses. <laughs> Yikes. 
Is that how they make their money? So then they tell TJ that he's not allowed to wear headphones during yeah, his final the, race. They get to the Gold Rush, der Gold Rush Derby. Yeah. yeah. That's and they say, yeah, like, you can't wear headphones. And Moody can't have hands. And they, they tout tradition. Corey's mom finally says, Corey, you can race, I guess. I'm going to just completely go back on everything. And it's fine. Wear these grown man's clothes and race. And TJ goes, well, I guess if your mom could stop being a bitch, I can stop being a bitch. And I'll race anyway. Okay. This is... This is the point of the movie where I went, my, my brain kicked, my brain finally kicked in at this point in the movie and said, wait a minute, they've been racing with headphones on him on a CD player. Mm. How the fuck did that CD player work? Anti-skip, bro. You're an idiot. No. Oh my God. How the fuck would any CD player work Anti-skip mode. That was the thing. No, no, that was the thing. You used to have anti-skip no, CD players, was... and you could jog with them. No. That was the whole idea. You can jog with it. And no, it would not... there was not enough technology to make that CD not skip. No, you're retarded. It's just anti-skip. I had so many CD players. Not one of them had enough technology. Well, I'm sorry that your parents hated you so much they wouldn't buy you anti-skip. I had a they, so they, You know what they said? They were like, hey, while she's listening to headphones alone while bowling, she doesn't need anti-skip. <laughs> while listening to the first Avril Lavigne CD. <laughs> while bowling alone, she doesn't need anti-skip. <laughs> Let's be real. She's not jogging anywhere. We don't need the anti-skip. To, to be fair, I did buy myself all of my CD players on well, my you're own. you're the idiot that didn't buy anti-skip. I had I had the anti I had the one that I could put vertical in my backpack. Yeah, anti skip vertical. Well, that's so, not gonna stop go. a fucking horse. Oh my god! Yeah, I'm not back. gonna keep debating anti skip with you. We ha we're so close to the no. end of this movie. No, Just let me finish this. No. <laughs> so Cyclone is a fucking asshole. I'm I'm just asshole. ignoring you at this point. <laughs> Cyclone is an asshole. And they say, hey, you can't wear headphones. And he goes, ah, yeah. Yeah. Fuck. So Cyclone's raging on him. And he's losing. TJ then, when the race starts, is losing by like a whole half a racetrack. Also, just to note that Machado threatened TJ that he would shoot him. If he hurt Corey, if he hurt, if he, if anything happened to the girl, yes, I was going to yes. leave it out. You know, that's just a dad protecting his daughter. Yep. Which is he's more the, he's the stepdad that shows that he he's the stepdad. He killed the dad, moved in, fucked the mother and became the stepdad. It's fine. Full stepdad energy. But this horse is more than halfway behind all the other horses. And Moody gets the idea that he needs to run up and just play music over the speakers. And as soon as they play the shitty 90s pop band Not over the speakers, then this horse all of a sudden runs so fast that he oh, rounds fast. everybody and comes all the way up until almost the last minute. And he's going to beat Cyclone. And they duck inside to miss his he outside is, he move. Is oh my god! The and then he wins by a head, 
And there's almost no conflict there? to this movie in any way, shape, or form. And then it ends, and then it's over, and we're all happy. Well, congratulations! They hoisted they hoisted trophy, and they go, "Oh my God, this is the beginning of something great." And then they they do do a tiny outro, which is a little bit, a little bit. Corey walking with her mom and grandma through a frame yeah. of a house saying like, and this is where we're going to build this. And this is where we're yeah. going to build this. And you're to, you're yes. led to assume that she and TJ become suck, such successful jockeys <laughs> that they're able to buy everything that they deserve. Yes. The, well, the goal was to build the house her mother deserves yes. and she builds it. With her horse race winnings, which is probably like, I don't know, $20,000, maybe. Well, it depends on how many races. I mean, that race, they probably won a a good chunk of money. But if they continued to race that horse until they actually had to shoot it and put it in the glue factory, (laughs) (laughs) then they probably made a bunch of money. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, that's fucking ready to run, bro. Ready to run. That horse was ready to run. That chick was ready to run. These whores were ready to run. They were all ready. Everyone was ready to run. The only thing that was holding them back was... Is that what that Cardi B song was about? There there are some horses in this house. Some horses in this house. (laughs) There's some some horses in this house. some horses in this house. They should remake this movie and let Cardi B do that. I'm cool with that. Anyway, how many horseshoes do you give this bullshit ass movie? One, two and a half out of five. One, two and a half. Two and a half out of five. I'll give it a no. Two and a half out of five. I can't. What did you like about it? Um, we got a an ounce of diversity. (laughs) (laughs) We got some cute horses. Oh, we forgot to talk. You know what we forgot to talk about was during that last race when all of a sudden Sinbad just like comes back and then the horse has a personality. Oh, yeah. Sorry, not the horse. The the goat has a personality. The goat and all the horse. The goat frees Sinbad, the horse. And they all go watch it because there's apparently a TV set up near where the horses can watch. I just thought that was cute. That was very cute. <laughs> so does that raise your your horseshoe limit for this movie? No. No. But it was very um, 101 Dalmatians. So you, what you're saying is you weren't actually into it. You're not a horse girl. Mm-mm. I'm not a horse girl. Horses are cool. Not a horse girl. Yeah, I'm not a you're horse. A ho- you're a horse boy, though. I'm not a horse that. boy. Yeah, you are. No. Yeah, you are. I will say out loud that I've seen more terrifying horse movies than this. Um, what's your horse rating? <laughs> uh, for this movie, yeah, I mean, I I would say like one and a half to two. <laughs> like it, this was not good. I, I understand no. that they were well, trying it was to cute. So like, I get what they're like, doing. It, 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 yeah. it, you haven't noticed, and our listeners will notice. Like the movies that we're doing, if you're watching along, or even if you're listening along, you'll notice that at this point in time with Disney Channel movies, they're doing this like. Oh, we have to have a black movie. We have to have an Asian movie. We have to have a Mexican movie. We have to have a white movie. They're trying to be inclusive, which is great. 
it's just weird that they're doing like, it the wrong way. The, the 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 Hispanic movie that they chose was like I don't know. I thought it was very just. It's just not. It's not even as well written as some it's of the it. other bad movies that we've watched. You know what I, I mean? Like, like, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's beginning to get very lazy, is what I will say at this point yes. in our time. We're seeing we're about to hit some bangers. Time. And no, it is the 18th Brink movie, just with a different cast and a different sport. Yeah, it's a more the same, like, oh, my parents don't get me. I'm really good at this thing that my parents won't let me do up until well, the, the last scene perfect. of the movie, so. and then my parents will let me do it. And so, like, we're like, okay, that's cool. Like, we get yeah. it. But, like, can we just get something different a little bit? And, again, these movies are directed at children. I think it's awesome to introduce okay, so people to a different culture. Thought, but So, I think that, like, my age group is the perfect, like, demographic for these movies. I think I'm, like, the appropriate age group. And I totally get what they're going for. They're going for the, like, mm, you feel, like, a little bit different. But, like... Yeah, it's going to go on like this, I think, for the rest of... Like, this year of 2000, there's like 20 DCOMs that come out. Yeah, I'm excited, though, for the next ones. The next one... We got so, bangers. Like, what's the next one? The next one's fucking Quince. Quince? And then yeah. what? Like, Mom's Got a Date with a Vampire, The Other Me, shit like that. Like, yes, exactly. Yeah, it's we're coming The up. Other Me and Mom's Got a Date with a Vampire. Yeah, I know. We're 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 there. We're banging And, oh my god, and then it's Phantom and the Megaplex. Yeah, we've got, the like, the next, like, nine, ten of these are going to be really awesome. Uh, this is the last, like, kind of, like, what the fuck movie no, for, yeah. for a little while. Like, I mean, we're going to hate on those other movies, too, but this one was, like, I don't remember, I, I never remembered this movie, like, until I, I watched it today. I mean, I did, like, once I watched it, I was, like, I remember seeing this as a child because I watched all the DCOMs. But it wasn't, like, iconic. But this wasn't anything that stood out to me of, like, like, when I heard Paul Rodriguez, I was, like, holy shit, Paul Rodriguez is in this movie? What? Yeah, <laughs> like, right? You know, it's well, okay, just wild. Okay, so it's, like... We're getting through like all the emotions of being a preteen in I think the year of 2000 of DCOMs and then that's when they become more like exclusive with their storylines and they're like okay we need to tell like really interesting stories but also make it like preteens or whatever. Yeah I think it's going to so get a little, a little more exclusive. A little bit more like, developed maybe is the word I would how, say. This movie came out in July of 2000. I think they released like 15 DCOMs hey, in the year. Of coincidentally, that was the first, first year that I could discover that you could masturbate with lotion. Oh, I was eight. <laughs> <laughs> I'll edit that out if you want, but if not, perfect. Perfect way to end an episode. Holy shit. I love it. Oh my goodness! That's great. <laughs> so yeah, that was great. I applaud you. Thanks for listening to another episode of Decoms with Candy and Swade. I beg of you to subscribe and also rate and review just for funsies. And tell your friends, you pieces of shit. My yeah. name is Swade, and this okay. is Schmandy. And we invite you to fuck yourselves and listen to us next week. 
Bye. You can go to work, you can get paid, you can do it all with Kenny and Swade. You can get drunk, you can get laid, you could do it better with Kenny and Swade. It's decoms with Kenny and Swade, oh yeah, decoms with Kenny and Swade.